This is the last gate. Use your key now. When the bell sounds again, use your key. Good luck, runner. May you find sanctuary. Input contrary. Input contrary. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IMMP podcast, the Intermillennium Media Project. My name is Matthew Porter. And I'm Ian Porter. Um, I'm his dad. Uh, he's my son. And, uh, and I, I made him watch another movie. Dad, I'm scared. <laughs> he doesn't seem very happy about this movie. What's up, Ian? Uh, my birthday's coming up soon. Uh, I'm turning 30. I'm going to lose my relatability to our audience, Dad. They're going to get rid of me, and this movie proves it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not necessarily going to re- lose your relatability. You, you just need to, to renew it. Oh, it's like Pokemon. I just got to refresh every couple of... Th- oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, That's I'm right. fine now. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, this is a movie that has, has been on the list for a long time, but I knew that I had to save it for this month. This is one of those movies that I knew about it, but when when you started it up, I'm like, of course you do this now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know of this one through pop culture. The reference is actually a lot of places because it it's a punchline <laughs> to a lot of other things. But I should have known you'd do this to me now for exactly this reason. Of course you're going to show me Logan's Run. Of course. In August. (laughs) Of course you are. Yep. Because that's what we watched. We watched the movie Logan's Run. It came out on June 23rd of 1976. So this is pre-Star Wars science fiction. It's pre it's pre Star Wars, but it is post Day of the Dolphin. So <laughs> very true gives it gives you a time frame. And this is it's set on Earth in the twenty third century. Okay, so this is it's set after Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Yes, that's right. Okay, good. That also tells us something. Apparently, Sherlock Holmes was able to keep things maintained for a while, but eventually. <laughs> The, the the world was ravaged by nuclear war and all the other kinds of things that we knew were imminent in the 70s. And then by the 23rd century, humans are living in a big domed city. Yeah. Or they're living there for a while. Because this domed city seems to have really one rule. And that is uh, nobody lives past 30. Yeah. People are, are born and raised in incubators. They live what seems to be an extremely hedonistic life until they are 30. And when they're 30, they go to Carousel to renew, which is this big, um, this big ceremony. Everybody comes to watch. The people who are the subject of the ceremony get to do some indoor skydiving, and then they explode. <laughs> I thought the same thing. This is this place can advertise indoor skydiving and laser tag. It's not good laser tag. <laughs> yes. Don't do the laser tag. But it happens when you're doing the skydiving. Special high power laser tag. <laughs> exactly. It makes scoring much more definite. Yeah, you know when someone's gotten hit. Very clearly. There's no, there's no, the vest didn't work because there's no vests. No one else has anything. It's just the thing in the center shooting the lasers. And it seems like pretty much nobody in this civilization has a job. They just hang out in the arcade. They, uh, they play, they do gymnastics and they have lots of sex. There's one job we know. There's only one job that a special group have. The, the people who are not in colorful, bright robes, the people who are in very stark gray and black things, are the Sandmen, who are kind of the police force. Yes, and they, make, they take care of anybody who doesn't want to go play indoor skydiving laser tag and get blown up when they're 30 years old. Yeah. They're runners who try to escape... And the Sandmen uh, make sure that they don't. 
There, there is something very mall cop about them, though, with the environment they're put in and them chasing down people who run. Although the phrase Logan 5 mall cop brings unfortunate Paul Blart concepts now, to mind. I instead was thinking Paul Blart Sandman. Yes, that, either way it works. The Yeah, the environment is very much shopping mall-like, and I, I think some of it was actually shot in a shopping mall and, and resort hotel and the like. The whole city has a very, it's a very Disney World contemporary resort slash Tomorrowland kind of vibe to it. Yeah, well, and everyone has a gem embedded in their hand to point out when they're, how old they're getting, which just gives everyone kind of a a Nintendo boss that you know where to shoot three times kind of feel when they raise their hands and gesture and such. And everybody seems to go through these different different cycles of time, and they kind of graduate from one color to the next. I gather the adults start out at, at uh, green, and then they go to red, and then at the end of red is when they have to renew. Yeah. But no one seems to know their birthday or anything. Oh, they... They never talk about birthdays, but they all know how many years they have left. Yeah. And the announcements for Carousel, they referred to not months, but uh, Zodiac signs and a number. So I gathered they were using those as months, and it was essentially, you know, this year, this Zodiac sign, this day, it's your turn to come up. Mm-hmm. And you also know that because your red gem and your in your uh, uh, palm has started to flash red. I think that's how you know it's your last day or close to it. Yeah. But there's not a lot of explanation of like how things are running at first or what's going on. We've just got kind of these two guys, Logan. Yeah, everybody has numbers because they're just going to be replaced by another. So there's Logan 5 and is it Francis 7? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Logan 5 and Francis 7 are this pair of Sandmen, and they are hunting down runners and dealing with that until Logan takes down one of the uh, the runners and finds an Ankh in his possession, this little charm of an Ankh. And that kind of leads him down this investigation that is beyond what he's initially supposed to do. Yeah, he's kind of taken aside by the computer that seems to run things. Apparently, the whole city is run by these artificial intelligences and seems to have power and, and life support systems that don't require any humans to understand them, let alone maintain them. But this computer essentially takes Logan aside and says, you need to find the place called Sanctuary, which is where people who run are attempting to get to. And there are over a thousand people who have run and are not accounted for, or not stopped by Sandmen. So you need to go and find out where the runners are going and find this sanctuary and destroy it. And to give you the chance to infiltrate them, we're going to make it look like it's, uh, it's your last year and you have a reason to run. And he is terrified because the computer has just said, you don't get part of your life. Yeah, those four years you thought you had before you turned 30, they're gone. And they are, the computer is never clear as to whether he's going to get those years back at the end of his mission. Yeah. And so he has to, to run away now on orders from the computer, and he winds up teaming up with Jessica Six. Jessica Six. Played by Jenny Agutter. Amazing actress, shows up in so many great uh, British movies in the 70s. Ah. And more recently shows up uh, in uh, Marvel movies. She's one of like the, the council who turns out to be uh, infiltrated by bad guys in one of, I think it might have been Civil War. Oh. Oh, that was her. Okay. Was pretty cool to see her in that. Oh, yeah. This defi- this movie gave me very much Blade Runner flashbacks because of some of this stuff. There's something about this, you know, man whose job is to hunt down other people, you know, like following falling down this path of learning more and finding a deeper mystery behind what he's doing as a job kind of oh, thing. It's got that it's got that similarity there. It seems to be so different in style and tone. I never made that connection, but now that you mention it, 
it's there. It makes sense. It's like they're it's like they're they're rooted in the same Ur story, the same mythology that branched out in two directions along cultures and wound up with these two tellings cop who needs to investigate something winds up digging deeper than he expected and finding things that are stranger and more important than he suspected yeah i like that and and jessica is is part of this underground who is trying to help people get out of the city and get to sanctuary rather than going to carousels for a new and he through various scenes and various uh, activities, winds up getting enough of their trust to be on his way. Yeah. But all the while, he's still doing this as an undercover job. Yeah, he's he's following mission uh, 33-03. And his friend, Sandman, Francis Seven, is like a totally dedicated Sandman, and Sandman seems to seem to have a slightly even more high lifestyle in this universally hedonistic city than than even the usual citizens do. And Francis Seven is loving that. He loves being a Sandman. He loves being important. Loves having something to do. Loves all the things that living in the city give him. And he, not knowing that Logan has this undercover job thinks Logan is a runner and Logan is really betraying the city and the Sandmen. And the Sandmen are out to get him. And for Francis, it's personal because it's his best friend who is betraying things. How dare you? Like the job says I need to put in this much effort. I will put in all the effort now because <laughs> you made this personal. But he, as, as Logan's going through this, he's kind of diving in and learning more he's learning that there's these things beyond the city and the this onk is a key and he's like exploring parts of what is and was civilization that hasn't been touched in forever and you can definitely see a very traditional almost a hero's journey kind of uh, progression here where he's given this job he doesn't want it he has to take it anyway and he goes through these strange environments. He goes down into the depths of the city where its uh, its infrastructure is that nobody knows or understands, and he's yeah. pursued by Sandman. He is following the path that people whose society deems are dead <laughs> into the place they go. If this doesn't sound like a chthonic journey, <laughs> you don't understand. This is This is diving into the abyss and... Coming out the other side. Hello, Orpheus, a story. And I take back what I said before about it seeming like nobody else has jobs, because we do get a little bit of that. There's a doctor, for example. Yeah. They, uh, among the the other things you can do in this society, apparently boredom is a terrible thing. You get bored with your face, you go to the, the new you place and have, give, get yourself a new face or a new body. All the automatic AI-driven plastic surgery you could possibly want. Yeah. Oh, and that also leads to one of the more horrific scenes in the movie, mm. where while Logan is on the operating table surrounded by robot lasers to get his new face, the the doctor controlling it all gets the orders to kill him. So there's a big fight. Logan winds up surviving. The doctor, not so much. Doctor, the, not so much. Robot lasers are not good. Yeah, apparently very, very powerful laser technology just <laughs> all over the place in this world. Yes, and apparently the automatic healing can be turned off. Yeah, that too. And it's interesting, you mentioned the laser technology. There, we see a lot of lasers, except in the, the sidearms that the Sandmen use. Yeah. I, I was thinking of those as Boy Scout guns, because they don't seem to be good for much except starting small campfires. I kind of, yeah. Most of the time, they don't hit anything, although in some of the scenes, I think it's because the Sandmen are toying with the runners that they're sent after, rather than killing them uh, right away. Yeah, if, you're, if they you like to chase them. If the only reason you're, uh, to have employment is to avoid boredom, it results in some creepy creativity with your day job. Yeah. But for the most part, it had to do with the special effects available, I'm sure. Firing this gun means that a little fire starts somewhere. Until we need to have, we need to spend the money and time to have a squib on a person. Occasionally, they'll be used against a person, but for the most part, not so much. Yeah, it, it's kind they, of 
you think with the laser technology, they could do something more. There's something about the the mall environment, the easily changeable face and body structure, and the the guns that seem to do nothing but point at a location and spawn an image of fire that has this very like VR chat hangout kind of feel <laughs> to it. It's like, look at me wander around and spawn entities into this video game and leave and change my avatar and go around. It's it's kind of weird in the modern day. And structurally, this is one of the most video game-like movies I have ever seen. I'll give you that. It's- it is all these discrete scenes and settings. And in each setting, there's a very specific thing you need to... Uh, to do or to get or a person you need to find information from and then literally we'll close the door and move to the next level good point and there's a lot of enter a place get greeted by the person in charge of the place and end the place with fist fighting or worse the person in charge (laughs) of the place and leaving it has a it reminds me of bioshock yes yeah, or I can Bioshock see that. should remind me of Logan's Run, I should right. really say. But still, there's something about that, like, oh, hi, here's the medical level. Here's the ice level. Here's the this and that. It's like that yeah. does kind of play in sequence. I'll give you that. Here's the, the, the cathedral level where the kids who are too smart or not fully adjusted to this city are allowed to go and live until they're 15, essentially as feral kids. Yeah. And uh, and there are so many times when I wanted to say, gosh, this movie has filler. They went to this cathedral, what is it, just so we could see that there are feral kids. But no, there was actually a thing that had to happen there. There was something you needed in order to get to the next level of the game. Yeah. So I wouldn't say there was filler, but it did seem like a very stilted structure. It's almost, you ep- from one it's place almost to episodic in that sense. Yeah. But Logan's pursuing this. And and getting deeper and deeper into this underground organization that is is help trying to help people get out of the city. And I keep trying to figure out if there is a point at which we actually get to see Logan make a decision that this is no longer a job he is doing as instructed by the AI in order to help preserve the harmony of the city. Because by the end of the movie, that's not his interest. And he wants, he knows the truth and he wants the truth to be out there, wants the city to be, to change. But I don't feel like we ever got a moment where we saw him make that decision. And the movie is lacking for me. Really? Because I think there's a very clear one. Oh, what's that? When he gets to the ice level, where the robot that's in charge of it talks about how it used to get all these shipments of goods from the ocean that it would freeze and store for people to use. Fish, plankton, sea greens, and protein from the sea. Fresh as harvest did. And they stopped. And suddenly people started trying to run through his place. So he did what he always did with things that arrive and froze them. And Logan sees this wall of all of the people that the computer told him to hunt down, frozen and preserved by one of the systems that's part of the place. I think that's where it starts to crack. It might not be where he completely decides, but you can see this horror and this pause and this second round of horror dawn on him. As he's been told, you're here to hunt down a goal. And before he even gets to the end, the goal is not at the end of this path anymore. The thing he was sent to find is already here, but there's more depths to go. And that shakes him. And from there, he picks up and is more receptive to all the things that are wrong until he gets to one of the fun reveals and his entire mindset has turned about what's going on here. Yeah, and and he he does seem to have changed his mind by the time he gets there. I could see that being the thing that that changes it is that these thousand or more people who escaped, they never reached sanctuary. They were frozen by one of the one of the city's subsystems. I still I 
it makes sense that that's one of the things that would, ch- or maybe the thing that would change his mind. I feel like we never get to see that happen, but maybe, maybe I wasn't really watching yeah. with enough nuance. Because not long before that, he's he winds up meeting the biggest group of the um, the underground rebels who are trying to get people out of the city when they want to run, and the place is stormed by Sandmen, and he. The Sandmen all believe him to be one of the bad guy, one of the rebels, and they're you know, laying waste to this whole group. And Logan winds up shooting one of the Sandmen, and there's this horror that he has looking at the gun, looking at the Sandmen. At that point, he was still he wanted to be loyal to his identity as a Sandman and, and as a citizen of the city. And realize I've just killed somebody, and I'm been put in this situation because of what the computer told me to do but by as of then he still believed this was an undercover mission he had to complete yeah so yeah i could see that the revelation of the frozen people might be that difference once they're out of their of the of the freezer place is when they get to the outside they leave the domed cities they see the sun which they don't have a word for yeah and they're bewildered, and this is also where, like, there's another turning point in the film. Because they wander out, and they they walk days. It's like a long journey. And they find the ruins of D.C. Which also opens up the question of wherever this is. Like, we've got an area we can, like, try to go to Google Maps and figure out where the domed cities of Logan's Run are? Yeah, it's less, it's on this, on the coast Less than a week's walk, I'd say less than five days' walk from Washington, D.C. Yeah, okay, so this is a a section of Ian Does the Math. Hi. So, if I put put that in and I look at Washington, D.C., I'm trying to see coastal cities nearby. I I don't know, depends on how bad it is, like, maybe, uh... Baltimore, but I think they'd have to have been very, very securitous to be like, that's, that's too close, I think. Yeah, I think that is too close. I'm wondering if it's maybe Philadelphia. I don't think that yeah. they crossed far enough for it to be like Atlantic City in New Jersey. Probably not. Of course, we don't know what the coastline looks like in in the, the 23rd century of Logan's Run. Absolutely. So we could also assume that you know the oceans are higher and such. This could be Richmond. Could be. This could be Richmond, Virginia, and they've gone north to get there, because that would be at about the right place. Yeah. The right distance. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out, I'm trying to put down pins and figure out, like, <laughs> the problem is, like, what's a four days walk now and what's a four days walk after you've had a couple centuries of plant growth is very different. Right. right. So it's like, I'm trying to, and, and this might have been built outside of town or something. You don't know what this started as. Sports stadium turned... <laughs> post-apocalyptic society who knows but it's fascinating because once you give me a real world place i can start like two push pins in a string and start making an area and narrowing it down for no good reason but it's fun i think the maybe the city did begin as a a a theme park resort with some very very strict rules around its vacation club ah yes but they make it to dc thinking that they're still going to find sanctuary and by this time, both Logan and Jessica are both looking for sanctuary because they want to get away. Um, but they don't find sanctuary. No. They find our old friend sitting in the chair, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Who looks kind of human, but the face doesn't look, we- look look quite right. Because they've never seen anyone older than 30 years old. And they're kind of entranced by it. It's like something clicks for them. Like, Oh. That's not what I thought it would be. <laughs> huh. And not long after that, they find Peter Ustinov playing the old man. The old man. Also known as the stage manager for a road production of Cats. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's living in the ruins of the Capitol. Yeah. He's in the Senate chamber, just kind of. Surrounded by cats and, and constantly quoting T.S. Eliot's uh, Practical Cats. Yeah. And he is, of course, and, and, and he, he's playing very old, and they just have trouble figuring out 
he's human, but how does a human get to be like this? And yet he's <laughs> kind, he's interesting, he's he's loopy, but they oh, I, uh, they I, learn a lot from him. You you watch the movie version of that play, and you'll feel just as loopy. So I I <laughs> I can understand him. But now, it, it it's interesting of like they they learn sanctuary doesn't exist, but doing it in that way is this weird, almost as jarring to the audience thing where. You know, they keep on finding grander mysteries, and the final thing they're finding is just rambling guy. And he learns from, they, and they learn from him things like being raised by a mother and a father and knowing who your mother was, which I gather from earlier dialogue was kind of a an abstract but vaguely obscene concept in the, the city's society. Yeah. And they learn about life and death and marriage and raising families and all this from the somewhat adult memories of this old man. But as they're kind of finally learning about what was their past comes back to haunt them in the form of a very angry Francis who, now that he's out of the city, he doesn't seem to have had any kind of a, a rebirth or awakening having left the city He's just gone crazier and crazier not being in the city that was the entire world for him. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, while Jessica and Logan are just fascinated by this and distracted by the fact that the gems in their hands have reset, they have a brand new lease on life. Look at the thing that tells us when we're going to die. Mine doesn't say that anymore. <laughs> Francis is having none of it. He is just like, I am going to do my job, which is shoot you with my fire starter gun, and I am going to go home to my bed and my stuff, and I'm going to forget this. <laughs> and it's, you know, the old ideology meets the new, or I guess the old. Yeah. Hey. And I, I wonder uh, if, if Francis had succeeded, would the city have let him back in? I don't know. He he may have rejected it, but he still knew of things that no one in the city was supposed to know about. He's still had his thing reset for leaving, same yeah. way as everyone else. Yep. Which means that, is it going to be able to track when he gets old enough? Is it going to follow procedure? Who knows? I think um, the city and the, the machines that run it seem to value tidiness and simplicity. Yeah, and I think there is a a tidy and simple way to deal with Francis that would not have been good for him. Nope. But all of that is moot because they have this big fight in the uh, in the capital, and uh, Francis does not win. Logan does. Logan does. Although Francis does actually finally real like see Logan's gem, and dies delighted that the concept of renewal. And the concept of resetting has been proven true by his friend here. Oh, yeah. In this absolutely, like, misses the point and doesn't realize what's going on. Yeah, he was grasping onto this as an example of and proof of renewal, which is what the one thing they all believed in. It's like, look at it. Carousel works. You're fine. It's like, oh, no, my <laughs> friend. That's not. Oh, you're gone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So his friend dies, but his friend dies happy, and they go back. Yeah. And this is a point of conflict between Jessica and Logan. Jessica just wants them to stay here where this old man is living and have a life together, maybe raise a family now that they've learned what that means. But he feels like he has a job to finish. He needs to go back and tell this truth to the people in the city. Again, kind of taking that journey full, uh, full circle. Let's go back to where he came from. And he wants, he knows that if he, they tell people the truth, people would somehow believe them and change things in the city. They wouldn't continue to live mindlessly and submit to death at the age of 30. From the entire time, we've seen Francis be a person who loved the, the splendor that being the sand, a Sandman could give him. But Logan cared about the people. 
Logan cared about the citizens. He was he he had that as his driving force. So once he's given this information, that core part of who he is is still bring this to the people, do the thing for the people. And that doesn't play out as well. Yeah, he Logan valued the harmony that the city provided, but a harmony based on a lie wasn't a true harmony, wasn't something he would be able to support. So going back, though, they try to call out to the people. They make their way back in, and then it goes dark on, oh. Yeah, they, they bring the old man back, but he's not able to get back into the city with them. So they leave him outside and say, you know, stay, stay here, we'll be right back. Because the old man was delighted at the idea of being able to meet more people. And, oh, there are thousands of young people there? Yeah, I'd like to meet them. Yeah. That sounds like fun. But yeah, they go back in, and of course, they're, they, they, their, their brilliant plan is just to stand outside Carousel and shout that it's all a lie. Don't go in there! You don't have to die! Well, no one has to die at 30! You can live! Live! Live and grow old! I've seen it! She's seen it! That does not go over well. No, they get immediately swarmed by Sandmen, but the Sandmen don't just kill on sight like they have. They take custody. I kind of get the impression that they may have been given orders to bring, if, if they capture Logan, to bring him to the AI, not to kill him. Mm-hmm. Because the AI then interrogates him. Asking if he completed his mission. Did he find sanctuary? And when he's saying, there is no sanctuary, I found ruins and an old man, and the people were all frozen, the AI doesn't accept it and keeps asking. It does not compute. It does not like these answers. And there's this kind of cool scene in which the interrogation takes on the form of, I gather it's the AI probing his mind and creating these external surrogates for him and getting the surrogates to tell the computer what Logan really knows. But they're just saying the same thing. There is no sanctuary. There is there the, 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 all the people you think got away to sanctuary were frozen by this boxy robot. And the machine doesn't accept that, like you say. And it keeps trying to click, you know, the mission it gave and the answer it got, and it doesn't work until the computer breaks. And that Logan did succeed in telling someone the truth and changing things. It told the he told the computer, and the computer couldn't accept it. <laughs> and when it breaks, all the doors open, and everyone kind of gets exposed to this truth, because there's nothing in the way of it anymore. Yeah, the doors open, and the systems start blowing up, and the yeah the domes start cracking. This is a very brittle society, apparently. If you confuse the computer too much, everything starts to crack and dissolve and explode i'm sorry did no one ever mistakenly type the wrong number on a pin pad in this entire <laughs> society you give a computer one wrong answer and it breaks this hard i have crashed more video games <laughs> I, I have walked i have walked into a staircase in a game and fallen through the world enough times that computers even on their own break themselves like this how did this society last if it takes that little to do it by this logic but first time you did that in a video game our roof would have collapsed yes <laughs> but uh but this means that the young people who have no idea what to do now that their city is is collapsing in and upon itself they go outside and uh they meet peter ustinov and i guess they build a new civilization somewhere outside the domes this is very much eloy and a single morlock yeah or that i i thought about this in the city it's like the city is all eloy and no morlocks yeah or it's brave new world without any of the the cast stratification and the menials keeping things running yeah, it's... I guess that's what the machines and the AI were for. I guess so. It's like hyper Roomba world. When I do get the impression that 
from what we saw as Logan and, and Jessica went down into the lower parts of the city, it seemed to me that not all of that was working as well as it was supposed to. Yeah. I kind of had the impression that this city had a limited lifespan itself. It was not going to keep be able to it was not going to be able to keep itself running and supporting this hedonistic lifestyle for the the limited number of humans it had indefinitely. Yeah, it's in some ways Logan might have been the thing to crack it, but that didn't but that's because everything was already fragile due to these other effects already. It's right. like he couldn't have done this otherwise. So and maybe kind of forcing the issue and bringing everyone outside and, and putting a stop to the city being operated the way it was. Maybe that was abrupt, but an easier way and a more survivable end than the city just shutting itself down inexplicably over t- over the next 50, 100 years. Yeah. And even the end there, it is so... It's a video game. It is so yeah. discrete levels. Got to complete this level because it brings you to the next. And eventually the final level is to go back and, and break the computer by telling it the truth. Which, which definitely works. It's a very, it's a very clean ending despite being so jarring. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that I knew about this, but I'd only ever known pop culture wise about the society's rules and i never knew about the the whole journey into this underworld and back portion of the story i never knew like what logan does i just know he runs and if you're 30 it's bad (laughs) that's all the pop culture distillation of this ever gave me it's interesting to see what the actual narrative is and how it it actually doesn't end in the place it starts because only I've only ever heard the start. So knowing that difference is interesting. Now I was very much aware of this movie when it came out because I was interested in science fiction and there was so little science fiction, any major big budget bit of science fiction came into my, my awareness, but this is not a movie that I saw in a theater. This is a movie that I saw maybe a year later when it was on network television. So the version of this movie that I saw, and the only version I had seen for a long time, was the edited for network television version. Oh, that's going to change things. So yeah, it was A, a lot shorter, and B, somewhat more confusing and even more kind of abstract and arbitrary, because they didn't have things like the, the, the sex and drugs orgy cult nightclub that we see at some point, the the horrific uh, laser surgery murder attempt was shortened and cleaned up somewhat for network television. There's a lot of things that were cut out, either just little bits of things they couldn't show on network TV or whole scenes that they really couldn't show on network TV. TV. Yeah, this is made for a very different movie, and it did, and it was probably appropriate to, what was I, 10 or 11 years old probably when I saw this on TV? Yeah, that. Oh, it's a bunch of young people who live in a shopping mall. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah, there's some scenes in here that I'm like, network TV <laughs> yeah. cut. What? Oh, yeah. okay. I think that was that was a whole thing was both the pan and scan and the editing for content for uh, taking uh taking <laughs> movie theater, theatrical movies and making them arable for network television. Take our earlier descriptions of this and just anytime you hear us call the lifestyle hedonistic, just pull out your headphones for a moment and you'll have that weird jarring cut in describing it. <laughs> now, these these young people live in a mall with their lifestyle. It's going to have that kind of feel, I guess, if you're editing this for TV. Yes. But at the time, I was mostly watching it for the computers and the ray guns and the really cool models of the city yeah it was the city was done the exteriors were all done with model work which was and it was a very dynamic model with transport tubes where trains and cars are going around (laughs) there's little like trains and i'm trying to like look at it i think they've got like little models on marbles rolling down a pipe this is the sort of thing you see through the little windows if you're on the people mover in tomorrowland Showing what Epcot was supposed to be like. And I'm like, yes. Yes, it was. That, that's the that is exactly similar. what this is. And that was just fun to watch. There were well-made models. It was, it was a fa- fanciful design, and yet it was kind of 
futuristic in a Disney World sort of way. Dang it, I want those panning model shots as my computer screensaver now. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I like that. I might have to pull that. Okay. (laughs) So the fact that the story was disjointed, the fact that I didn't know exactly why they were running and where, that didn't matter a whole lot to me at the time. (sighs) It sounds like we're coming to to our main questions. Yeah, I think we are. So, uh, screen or no screen? I'm gonna say screen, but this movie was also, like, jarring and weird. And, mm, I don't know what to feel. Yeah, I'd probably say screen. This, you're usually the one recommending something be put on in the background, This is a movie for which that would work because there are so many weird and cool images in it. Okay. But I would say sit down and watch it as a movie once. But uh, but after that, if you've got the Blu-ray, it's cool background. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's got that. It's it's remarkably stylized and stylistic and stylish. And it happens to be telling this kind of classical story of of discovery and the unknown and a very odd horrors of ageism tale. And the, all of the design is at this point, a kind of a cool retro futurism. Yeah. This is the sort of thing that I could see coming back hard in a couple of years stylistically in terms of its color palette and it's very angular polygonal design and things like that. Yeah, that would work. So the, um, the second question is revive, reboot, or rest in peace? Well, like anything that has some of these already answered, I'm going to have to reference two things here. One, this is based on a book. Yes, I've never read it, but it is based on a novel. And I'm just bewildered reading it because the book description sounds very much the same as the movie, except that the cutoff age is 21. A bit of a difference, huh? Bit of a difference. 21 and 30 being so wildly different in terms of just how adaptable and environmentally aware you can be and like how much experience you've had. That's an entire third of a life shorter. These days, you could adapt it using 21 as the cutoff, and it would be just uh, an intense YA kind of adventure. Yeah. It would be college-age kids dealing with the stuff we see the people in their late 20s deal with. In uh, in this movie, yeah. And apparently, there's like an entire sequel to the book and a whole like separate continuity there. I'm also fascinated by the fact that uh, the year after this uh, movie came out, they came out with a TV show. They did the on CBS airing for one se- one season, fourteen episodes. But there's something about the description of this TV series. It's supposed to be Logan and Jessica and another guy named Rem. Who is an android. Okay. (laughs) You see, I know the TV series better than I know this movie. Okay. Because the TV series was something that I could watch from the beginning. Okay. It's just the fact that it's about, it's supposed to take place in like the middle, I take it. When they're running from place to place, like, yeah, in the like before they make it to meet the old man. Yeah, it was a different kind of a yeah different continuity, and it's like this is all are all the adventures once they make it out of the city. I think the pilot, the beginning of the series, was roughly similar to the movie's first half, and reused a lot of footage from the movie for a carousel and the like. And after that, it was just wander around a post-apocalyptic uh, wasteland meeting things and people. Well, it's it's the star lost all over again. It's people <laughs> wander into a bubble of an environment and deal with a situation. It's it's these bunch of explorers, you know, finding strange new worlds, new civilizations that they don't know about here. I how perfect for episodic TV, though. I know. You've, you've it kind of works. You've got your explorers, and every single week it's a different place they are, a different bit of exploration they're doing, and you don't have to worry much about continuity between them. I know. It's just, yeah. 
I'm not sure this is the right sort of property to do that kind of exploration story. And yeah, it and it certainly undercuts the point of Logan's run. But it was part of a thing that was going on in the late 70s where if there was this high concept, heavy world building idea that was from that was made into a movie and the movie had any popularity, they would try to make it into a TV series. They did that with the Planet of the Apes. There was a Planet of the Apes TV series where essentially it's other astronauts arrive on the Planet of the Apes and have episodic adventures on the Planet of the Apes. They did it with Logan's Run. I'm sure there were others in which they, oh, this was popular enough. Somebody else has already done the design and world building for us. Let's crank out a TV series. Oh, my goodness. I watched it. I'm not going to say now that it was good, but it was a thing that they did back then. Okay. But with those both acknowledged, our revive, reboot, and rest in peace can kind of go from there. I don't think we need a reboot because, as you kind of pointed out, this has been spiritually rebooted in every YA thing that has come out in a while. This this is the proto-Hunger Games. This is the proto-Divergent in that sense. This has has its spiritual successors. YA dystopia is a firmly established and, at this point, played out for now category. Logan's run walked so that they could, those things could run. I, that got <laughs> yeah. away from me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the Sandmen are going to try to catch up with it. A revival? Eh? I guess the revival would be, what does the civilization built by the survivors of the destruction of the domed city look like? I guess? Let's say, well, let's say it's 50 years later. What is the next generation? What, is the, what are the descendants of the, the city dwellers doing and how are they living? What are they, what conflict are they having to, to deal with? Hmm. One thing I wonder is we know of this one domed city somewhere apparently on the East Coast in North America and these some thousands of people who lived there. I don't know that there's any reason to believe those are only the only people in the world. You you could have the fun of doing the um the stealth revival reboot where you do what looks like a reboot of a, a revival or a, re, a reboot of Logan's Run but set it on the West Coast. And instead of having it all collapse when Logan gets back, He's interrupted by the giant migratory community of previous domes that have fallen themselves and are sweeping across. And he arrives, not alone, but with an entire civilization behind him, (laughs) ready to welcome the next one dome they've found. Because there have been Logans running all across the the world in all of the domes everywhere and they are slowly kind of building a katamari of (laughs) civilization revival as they take down these systems that were never designed to last this long or maybe there are other domes that have survived and 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 continued in the kind of of society that logan and, and jessica came from and maybe those domed cities want to continue and have defense mechanisms yeah or maybe there are humans who have been living not in domed cities, but in the, the Mississippi River Valley for the last 300 years, and they have a society. And lo- the, the people from Logan's domes wind up encountering these other people who have a out-in-the-open-air civilization. A lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. For, for this the, the bigger world that the domed city would have to be a part of. Yeah. But in the end, I don't know if they're needed. They're not. And again, it's we're just inserting the Logan's run as the backstory for any number of other post-apocalyptic storylines. You can insert it into you know any of the any of these things that involve what is how are people living after things go to pieces. Well, yeah, I'm I'm just realizing we've just made the story of person leaves shelter society. To explore the land outside and the people who have colonized and made a life in the ruins of a nuclear 
world and possibly run into multiple other smaller shelter societies and the individual stories of plight within them. This is Fallout. (laughs) I've played three of these. I've completed one of these. But yeah, I don't know if we need to make that Logan's run. I guess not. So, so yeah. I'm think- rest in peace. I'm thinking rest in peace and be assured that it has spiritual successors. I mean, it's also kind of darling in the Franks. <laughs> yes, you're in right. In the early days. You are right. Oh my goodness. Interesting. Talk about an anime that went sideways. Oh gosh. Talk about anime. <sighs> hey. <laughs> we will be talking about anime. Oh, really? Yes, we will. Hey. Because coming up in a few couple of weeks uh, is going to be our first live show for the IWMP. We're going to be at Nondescon, Colorado's premier anime convention. We'll be uh, on Friday night, September 2nd at 8 p.m., so if you're going to be at uh, Nondescon, please uh, come and join us, and we'll be talking about the very first anime that I ever watched. That sounds pretty awesome. And uh, it'll, it'll be a fun time. If you, if you don't have plans currently to attend uh, Nondescon, and you might be in the Colorado area, um, check it out. Go to uh, ndkdenver.org for more info. And for those fans of ours who aren't going to be able to at all do not worry we will be posting that episode later that's right that'll be recorded as a a podcast episode in the meantime where can they find you online dad uh you can find me most places as by matthew porter so that's by matthew porter on twitter or you can go to bymatthewporter.com and you'll find links to youtube and anything else that i'm doing online and uh, ian where can people find you i can be found as item crafting on twitter as item crafting live on twitch and at itemcrafting.com and you can find the podcast on Twitter at IMMPcast, or you can find us at immproject.com. That's where you'll, you will find all of our back episodes, and you'll find a link to our Patreon if you'd like to support us there, a link to our contract page, a link to our shop, our YouTube channel, basically anything you want to know about the podcast. Go to immproject.com, and you will find it. But most importantly, thank you very much for downloading this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate that. Also, one of the best ways to support the podcast is just let people know about it. Share it with your friends, either with the podcast or just point them to our YouTube and you'll find uh, shorts and other things that are fun to share. But again, thank you. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more tales of media from the 20th century. In the meantime, go find something new to watch.